Motivation Central Station. I'm Grandpa Jim. Hey, hope you are all aspiring. I hope you are all achieving. I hope you are doing fantastic, spectacular. For if you're not, there's only one person that's going to get you there. That's you. You know, uh, as my good friend Nate Bargatze, one of the former students that took my comedy classes, Nate's on Netflix, undoubtedly the most successful comedian to ever come out of those classes. If you're going to use that as a scale of uh, achievement, there are some people that just wanted to come. Their goal was to speak better at the next party, and there's been a lot of people that done that. But Nate's goal was always to be a professional comedian and take it to the highest level, you know. And uh, so he has this joke that I think really is a prime example of somebody that had a dream, you know. He says everybody gets upset when Walmart moves into small towns, you know, all because it destroys all the mom and pop shops. But let's just say this. At one time, you know, Walmart was a mom and pop shop. They just really got their shit together. So, you know, dreams start small and you work and you uh, aspire and achieve. And maybe someday, too, you will have a worldwide corporation that owns half the store, you know, half the world, rather. I'm sorry. And uh, so I want to talk about uh, the presidential debate. I know we're all getting excited about that, aren't we? I mean, I can't wait for it. And then also, I want to talk about Carol Baskin. I watched this documentary the last couple of nights. Here and there, I caught bits and pieces of it. But uh, there was some newsworthy stuff. I'll probably sit down and, you know, you know, go through it again at some point. But, uh, you know, I followed, uh, for those of you who don't know who Carol Baskin is, Carol Baskin was in a docu-series that was on Netflix earlier this year called Tiger King. And it was a very interesting, very interesting, well-put-together documentary. It was just crazy how much, when I watched it, I was blown away at how much footage that they had, um, the producers had to make this documentary because uh, one of the players in the scenario, um, uh, Tiger King, is about uh, several people that own um, basically tiger amusement parks. You know, uh, this Joe Exotic is the main character and uh, he owned a zoo. Uh, dedicated mostly with just uh, tigers, and that was in Oklahoma. Then there was a guy out in Florida called Doc Antel, and he had this big refuge where people paid $600 a ticket to get into this place. Uh, man, I like I like tigers, but holy man, that's I mean that's some love right there. I, what a business! I thought I thought that guy was probably the best hustler of them all. And then there was this third person, uh, Carol Baskin, who was once one of these people that had a roadside zoo with tigers and that, and then she flipped the script and she got really wily and she became even more of a mass master manipulator in that she thought, why should I you know, breed these cats, feed them? Why don't I just flip the script and I'll go 
flip the other direction, I'll be the supporter and then I can get donations. And, and then uh, actually in parts of the documentary, she had these, I thought she was the best too, because all the, the other two guys were paying help to help uh, them um, for the most part. Joe Exotic was paying his people. This doc until did have some young ladies. I don't know if they were getting paid. Oh, I think they did mention they were getting like this uh, hundred bucks a week or something ridiculous. But Carol was the best because she, you got a different colored uh, sh- shirt when you worked for Carol. So people with the red shirts were like um, the people with seniority and were there longer and. And I just thought that was brilliant on her part to um, skirt around paying people to, uh, to take care of her facility and and clean it up. Um, I also did some, um, a lot of people wonder if Carol is capable of murder. I did do a podcast on her. Um, it's definitely in the list, and I believe it's called... Uh, Carol Baskin, mental health diagnosis, something like that. But, you know, I look back through the information that I had on her and she would definitely um, fall into somebody that, you know, had a post-traumatic stress event, somebody that was sexually victimized. Um, When she met Don, she had really high-risk behavior going on. She was walking barefoot in the middle of the night in a small town and, um, you know, uh, that's very high risk behavior. And she gets in the truck with this older man. And, and so I wonder if there's not more to that story too, but anyway, um, so this documentary, uh, that they did on the ID network the last couple of nights brought into some clarity, a couple of things. The other documentary I really got married to about four or five years ago now was the uh, Making a Murderer uh, documentary with Stephen Avery and Brent, his nephew, Brendan Dassey. I live in the state of Wisconsin. It was big news around here locally as well. And that really put my hooks in it because my mind just got blown. I was, you know, for a couple of years uh, till Stephen Avery, uh, you know, they can they brought him into trial for this. Uh, he was kind of a state hero because he was the one of the first people ever by uh, Sheck and his um, Innocence Project to be exonerated through DNA evidence. And the state here was actually holding him up like a hero. And they were actually going to name a state law after Stephen Avery. And then this young reporter here in our state goes missing. And the last time that this reporter was ever seen, um, was at his property. And so, uh, anyways, he, uh, gets convicted. And in that documentary, all the evidence, all the sleuths out there on the internet, Nat, uh, they keep digging and finding. And there was a guy named Eric Jose who just passed away recently. I used to tune into his channel. I got a lot of information about the case there. So I want to give credit where credit due uh, is due, but whenever I got uh, any news anywhere that I found, anywhere I looked, every time I discovered something new, um, and a lot of it came through uh, Eric Jose's show, uh, is that it always pointed to the state of Wisconsin. There's never something that came up and they said, aha, 
You know, there's DNA evidence in Stephen Avery's house. No, we ripped out every board, uh, you know, and there's a lot of controversy. So where it differs uh, in this case with Carol Baskin and the Tire King saga is that everything that comes up just puts a little more suspicion on Carol. And also there's a new person that they pulled in on this, and that is a maintenance guy that worked uh, with Carol. And so I want to go through a couple of little details with Carol. And um, a couple of those are that, uh, you know, this detective, they're talking to a local detective in the town where Carol and Don Lewis, her first husband, this husband, not her first husband, her second husband, um, and he divorced his wife to marry this Carol Baskin. Um, and they're together for a few years. They're raising these cats. And this Don, I guess, was just a deal maker. Like this guy would see a piece of uh, farm equipment or some type of equipment. And he always knew how to turn a buck on whatever it was. And I guess there was nothing like turning uh, profit on these exotic animals. And he was going to Costa Rica to uh, get these animals down there. Uh, their laws and stuff on exotic animals is nothing like the United States and he'd go down there and purchase these uh, cubs you know people fall in love with these tiger cubs and uh, baby animals and they bring them back and sell them and I guess it was super lucrative and he made he made millions of dollars and you know all of a sudden uh, Carol Baskin comes into the picture they're married for a few years and I guess the marriage is breaking up so Don Lewis and uh, goes to see the local sheriff's department and he tries to file a restraining order against uh, Carol Baskin. And so the sheriff down there, the guy that took the complaint, said in all his years of ever taking complaints, that was the first time ever in his whole career ever, was the Don Lewis was the only male to come in there and try to file a um, you know a restraining order on a female, and so he definitely felt some heat. You know who does that? Who's going to walk in there because they're having a nice day or they're thinking? And then he specifically is trying to draw it up against Carol Baskin. He's not trying to. Uh, raise it against one of his business associations. He's, you know, he's not putting it against anybody that works for him or uh, disgruntled employees, but he uh, puts it towards his wife. And then all of a sudden he goes missing. And then the next weird odd thing is not only does he have a will, but in the will, it, it says, not upon my death, should this, that, and that happen. It says that, but it also says, if I go missing. So they think that document was altered or uh, forgery or... So then they bring in this writing expert because there's a power attorney. And they said that was the other weird, odd thing. And most power attorneys terminate when the person... Um, there to help is deceased that it uh, kind of becomes null and void but somehow she gets ownership of the entire property and Don has a uh, first wife with several children and that's who I feel sorry for through this whole thing how horrible how horrible would it be for one of your loved ones 
whoever it is right now, close your eyes. Think of the most loved person in your life, the person that, you know, is, you you know, really uh, your everything. And all of a sudden they go missing. And they're still missing. And they're still missing. So, you know, uh, I feel really sorry for them, you know. So the next round of thing is the signatures on several documents. So they bring in the signature expert and he says, um, not only are all these four signatures like identical, but not only that, but they're taken from this you know, marriage certificate signature, and then they're copied all over here. So he could even pinpoint where the first one was grabbed. And uh, so that's another red flag. Um, Probably the biggest red flag then uh, for me is that she has, Carol Baskin has a, well, a couple of things. One, she wrote something on her blog or website where she said uh, that she, oh, she wrote a letter, 11-page letter to Don Lewis's family um, before um, she marries him. And in there it says, uh, I I had such a bad time with my husband. Um, The only way I would have been able to get out is uh, to kill him. Uh, you know, if I would have had to kill him and something like that. And so uh, does that prove that murder? No, but it's strange. And just like all these other documents are so strange. And then, uh, so then uh, they zero in on this person uh, that works for them. I believe his name is Jim bear or something like that um i'll have to go back and look but anyways it's a maintenance guy that works with carol and after um don goes missing in 1997 she signs over three properties worth they all had a value they were all rental properties so they have income and they also had a value they figured around a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece and he pays uh, $9,900 for her. And uh, there is a federal law. I know um, years ago when I worked in the car business, you could not uh, take in uh, cash over $10,000 without the car dealership reporting it because usually it's some shady money. And uh, not always, but it, it could be. And it did undo deals. I heard of after we sold some cars, uh, not me personally, but the dealership I worked at, which was a really high class quality dealership. They're still around today. Uh, but uh, I know a couple of those deals, uh, you know, uh, went to court or whatever because the money came from not good sources. And uh, in this case, too, they kept the dollar amount under $10,000 so they wouldn't have to report it. And so why does she give this guy that has uh, apparently very little education, he's just a maintenance guy, and she wills him these properties. So um, it doesn't say 100%, it's Carol. Um, but again, just like the Stephen Avery case, there um, seems to be all the evidence that's coming forward is pointing back to Carol. 
you know? And so, um, just like in the Stephen Avery case, it's pointing back to the state. So, I don't know, there's also a $100,000 reward right now for anybody that can crack open the uh, Don Lewis missing person case. And if there's somebody out there, uh, you could do a lot of good by uh, giving up some information. So the other thing I want to talk about is the Donald Trump, uh, Joe Biden debate. I'm excited. I uh, like to think blue. (laughs) And so um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm definitely on that side of the fence. I don't think, uh, you know, Donald Trump's going to get away with his behavior And this was the other thing that happened earlier this evening. Uh, Somebody called the house and uh, a friend of my wife's and wanted to talk to me for a little bit. And um, I'm not going to disclose any names or anything, but uh, apparently she don't know that I'm a hardcore lefty. And so she's telling me, you know, how we need, uh, you know, that Trump's the better of the two and because of finances but in my world finances mean nothing I mean I I don't have to be a millionaire I rather have a million friends than a million dollars and um you know I want good for my grandchildren you know I'd want to see a diverse culture um you know I've worked in the city of Chicago for years diversity is a beautiful thing you know, I lived in, uh, you know, I still live near the Milwaukee area. And, uh, you know, we're still a pretty segregated city here. Um, it was a factory town. We made car frames uh, for Detroit, Michigan. And the African-Americans most came up from Mississippi to work in our factories here. And it's a very segregated town. But when I got to work in Chicago for... You know, a decade and a few years, you know, it's so diverse down there. It's so beautiful. You get to learn about different cultures, different, uh, you know, uh, people from different social, social economic statuses, different races, different uh, gender, uh, you know, transgender people, uh, gay people. Uh, just, it's beautiful to uh, celebrate difference versus um, keeping everything in a box. Like, don't you like the box of candy that you open up and there's just a lot of choice and, you know, so I don't know if that's a good example. But anyways, hey, thanks for hanging out with Grandpa Jim today. If you like these types of podcasts, um, please hit subscribe. If you uh, want to check out a really awesome bow tie, they're made out of wood. They're made out of wood. I never said that. And um, they're really cool. So if you want to get a glimpse of one of my grandchildren um, and uh, the dog, and uh, they both, I think, look good. Uh, but I suppose I uh, have a little bias in in the uh opinion so but anyways hey thanks for hanging out with grandpa jim tonight on motivation central station i really appreciate it um and uh god bless you all and uh, let's try to help somebody today i have a appointment i'm gonna go help uh one of my social work clients 
um, get some stuff done. I'm going to fix a chimney. I'm going to be up on a roof first before I go get them. And <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have a wonderful day. I certainly hope you are too. So uh, if you feel like you have nothing to give, remember, uh, you can always do what? You can always give a smile.